Welcome back to Unbothered with Grace and Zoe. Oh my goodness. Zoe. Today. Zoe. Zoe. Um, today is more of a structured episode um, and it's something that we both are very passionate about. It's a bit of a serious topic. It's very, like I would say we talk about it all the time. Yeah. Well, I feel like it is because it's an everyday thing. Yeah. I do think that it happens to everyone um, at some point in their life. Yep. The big reveal, mental health. Amen. Amen. We've got fidget spinners today uh, as well. Well, yeah. fidget toys because it's just that type of vibe. I it's, do remember to use it. I feel like it's it's so it, – mental health is so easy to talk about with your friends, but it's so hard to talk about publicly because mm. I don't know. It just is. I don't really know why, to be honest. But we're going to start off by saying, well, I personally am just talking about like personal experience. I have, I'm in the healthcare field, but I haven't um, had much experience like outside of my own experiences with mental health. So, but Zoe. Mm-hmm. So I have just graduated uni, um, doing my undergrad of psychology. Um, Period. Golf. <laughs> and hopefully getting into honours next, well, yeah, next year. But today, I think just obviously my professional opinion and some parts that I have learnt throughout study and experience will probably come out in this episode. But I would say for the most part, I will be talking from very like personal experience mostly. Yeah. yeah probably with a, like obviously a few strategies that like I'll share, which I use myself. Yeah. So. And obviously if you're going to walk into a room with a, a therapist or a psychologist, like they're going to give you those probably those strategies as well. But yeah, look, we're both not professionals. Mm. So take everything with a grain of salt. Like we always say that, but like genuinely take this with yes because this is mental health is so personal to everyone and we all know that we're not silly so what works for us might not work for you and what works Mm. for you might not work for us and this is just what we're going to talk about like Mm -hmm. so yeah okay I was yeah buckle up so I said to Grace that I want to start off with this little poem that I actually read I think it was last week or the start of this week I don't know I've lost all time yeah same so I'm going to read it to you. It's a little bit of a paragraph, but it's a goodie. And I think it sums up, especially my experience at the moment, perfectly. Here we go. It's not always going to be bubble baths and face masks. It's not going to be the waking up in the morning and suddenly you are changed. A new person, better than you ever have been before. Healing isn't a straight line. It's an entire notebook of scribbled ink. It's blotchy, angry, messy, filled with ripped pages. It's convincing yourself to open the windows. It's arguing with yourself to drink water, to eat, to sleep enough hours and not any more or any less. Healing is leaning on people even though your pride gets in the way. It's calling a therapist, making an appointment, going and making another one. It's holding your mind, heart and soul at arm's length and reasoning with them to come together to get on the same page for once. It's finding the meaning in poetry, books, meditation and gratitude, even when those things felt meaningless to you before. It's promising yourself you are going to continue to take better care of your own needs, even if it is a constant battle. It's reminding the universe and yourself that you want to exist and you want to be here. Wow. Who wrote that? 
I think it's from a book called Watering the Soul, but my screenshot doesn't tell me, but I'm sure I can look it up quickly and tell you. Watering the Soul. But obviously it's book. What I get from that is just like working on yourself. Um, I think, yeah, it's like it's it's working on yourself and it's knowing that you have got to go through the motions like that sentence where they were like make an appointment with a therapist and that is a huge goal in itself and then you go that's a huge goal yeah and then you make another one and you do it again and you do it again and then it becomes easier every single time same as getting out of bed in the morning having a shower having a shower and people that have experienced things like anxiety depression probably those two in particularly what we'd be talking about today they can seem very simple and very easy to do, but they are not. When you're in that bad place and you're not feeling great, you have to take those small wins. Mm. So also, I've been having a lot of late night thoughts lately and I haven't been sleeping well at the moment and going to sleep at all hours of the morning. I'm just because I haven't been able to turn my mind off very well. But I feel like these are pretty, these like, these would remind me of if I was like on mushrooms, like these are the thoughts that I would have. Mushrooms, but for people with anxiety. Yeah. Yes. And that people in touch with their own feelings and like you're looking at the world from an outside perspective. Yeah. Oh my God. Here we all go. right. You're ready. These. No, 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 not at all. Okay. You don't always have to get it right the first time. Yeah, I think that's that's blanket, 100%. Blanket. Tell me that's not a good one. Okay, yeah. all right, I'll keep going. One day the good will come, things will start to work out, and you won't see that coming because you were too busy working on yourself. That, I'll break that one down because you look slightly confused. I Yeah, no, break it down and I'll. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, so I what I mean by that, I feel like when, and this could even go into more of like a positive manifestation kind of universe sussing out your energy but I feel like once you like let go and you just completely and utterly focus on working on yourself and your own personal development and not not worrying about the goal so much and you start to worry a bit more about the journey and the things that you do every single day to get yourself to that goal and then in a blink of an eye you're there. You're there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I get that. Like, I do get that. Right. But I also feel like it's more like you, I feel like as people, this is going to get fucking deep. But I feel like when you're going through something or when, you know, you're in a bad place, you're very consumed by your emotions, whether they're good or bad. Absolutely. And then when you get to a place where you're not consumed, when you're just sort of becoming more more not like hyper aware just more in touch mm. you're like oh fuck like fuck here we are yeah do you know what I mean yeah yeah like, I just feel like you get I as I get really consumed like oh mm. a week will go by and I'm like have I just detached for a whole fucking week like, yeah where did that even go yeah. like what did I even do that week like, I know no it's scary think about all right I think you'll love this one and this one I actually have a little bit of context to what made me think about this one you glow when you stop giving a fuck what other people think. No, that's so true. That's like my fucking get, – I'll get that tattooed on my forehead. Yeah. And it was funny because I, um, I was with my auntie the other day and we were just having like, the, like a massive laugh together. And she looks at me and she goes, 
like you just like you look glowing, like you look happy. Yeah. And I was like, I honestly think I've stopped giving a fuck what other people think, like yeah. their opinion. And that kind of leads me, I do, I do want to touch on this briefly today. It is slightly off topic, but today Grace showed me some comments on our TikTok. Oh my god. Our first hate comment. Period. Well, there was a few. Comments. There was a few and one particularly stood out to me and it was when he was like, wow, that's the only thing they worry about when there's like starving children. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. I like I actually commented, you know, I commented back on <laughs> what that. What did you say? I was I was just livid. I was like, I was like, yeah, we I was like, yeah, we complain about that too. Like <laughs> Like, just because we complain about the fact yeah. that people put their fucking seats back on a plane doesn't mean that we don't give a fuck about the other things that are going on in the world. Like, no, my course. life just isn't consumed around that one thing. Like, funnily yeah, enough, but- you can have multiple things. You can, you know, one might be bigger than the other, but we were just two girls sitting there having a laugh. Fucking take it easy, brother. I think it's funny because we obviously are very new to this. We're going to obviously get hate comments. I am not one to be like, yeah, like about hate because I, I honestly don't give a fuck. I'm like, whatever. Mm. But it's always 13-year-old boys or like. I know. Some of them are like, oh. User 12758913, like. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or Karen, like, you kids, you complain about everything these days. I was like, what the? F-? I was like, shut and up, mate. You know what, like. You fucking walk into Coles, mate, and you have a go at the fucking lady because you're 50 cents off the price that was on the shelf and you're yeah. fucking getting the manager and the owner and you're putting your Facebook status up. Shut up. Shut the fuck up. Shut up. Literally. No, I completely agree. Yeah. But it's just so funny because we showed one of um, our colleagues today and he was like, you know what? I think it's great. He's like, I think it's good. Like any comments going to get you like on TikTok, obviously yeah. anything yeah, that, yeah, yeah. anything gets commented, it gets yeah. pushed up before you page. But yeah, that is so funny. Um. All right. Next one I've got here. My late night thoughts. Give yourself time, whatever that may mean to you. So what I mean by that is... I have heard a lot of people when they talk about healing and healing can mean a whole range of different things. It can mean healing from um, trauma or domestic violence. An accident. An accident, a fucking natural disaster, anything, a breakup, whatever it may be. Unemployment. Any any type of healing. Any type of event. Or it can even just be your own personal growth. Don't ever question your intuition of when you feel like enough time has passed like oh okay I'll use my breakup for example like I was talking to my mum about the other day and then she goes oh don't worry a year's time it'll be a year's time I was like why are you so set on this year like yeah one year and she goes no it's one year I'm like that was one year for you yeah it's different for everyone it's different for everyone and just do not be hard on yourself with that. Yeah. And, it, and like, I feel like it just depends on it. And it, I, I'm not just like, oh, well, you know, well, if you're together for six months, it takes you one month and if you, it's for you, for, you're yeah. together. It's not about timing. It's just no. about like, it's so much, it's so many things. It's, mm. you know, if you, if you're engaged with someone, obviously it's going to be a bit harder to get over than, mm. but then it, it maybe it maybe it is the same as some, you know, you never know. Yeah. And there's kids involved. I just, oh. So many factors. It's very complex, these things. Very. And it actually leads me on to my next one. Bad days are like a deck of cards. you got to get the bad ones out to make space to draw the good ones again. That is an absolute mushroom comment. 
Isn't it? Yeah. Can you say it again? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bad days are like a deck of cards. You've got to get the bad ones out to make space to draw the good ones again. Yeah, similar to when one door closes, one door opens. Exactly. Exactly like that. I like the deck of cards one though. That's good. Yeah, I feel like it was different. But that also kind of then led me on to another one because I've got a little like dash dash, which was like an afterthought, is you've done it once, you can do it again. I really agree with that one. Yes. And you say that to me a lot about my bad days. You were like, you already had a really bad day. Every time Zoe has a really bad day, I go, don't worry, you've hit rock bottom. And I'm like, <laughs> you say that to me every time. There's rock bottom Rosa and then next. Get, like, can't get any fucking yeah. worse. But most of the time I'm right though. Oh, well, I'm still here, aren't I? Like I'm still. I'm still standing after. Sorry. You lost it. broke out into song. I just had a bit of I think of it's a, every, been every single episode so far. You've I just had out. a slight fit. I'm really fiddling with my fiddler today. Know, and it's like, because I. Ready, everyone? That's my spidget spinner. Yeah, so she's it's like a fidget spinner, but then fidget it's spinner. also got squishies in it so that you can squish it. And then I've just got... If you want to see what I'm holding, go on our YouTube, Unbothered with Grace and Zoe. Sorry, quick Let's plug. Go. Is that your all your late night thoughts? No, but <laughs> I have three more dot points, but I'll, 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 I won't give them context. I think they say okay, go. enough for itself. Okay. Spin them off. Oh, I love this one. This one, yeah, I love this one. Make space for things that make your heart grow a little bigger. Do whatever feels right. Make us make a mistake and try again. Go to go to the Whoville Hubilation. What's that? That's where the Grinch goes, and then his heart grows two sizes. Oh, that's such a little a um, Hubilation. A Hubil. I don't know. Sorry, I just when you said the heart grows two sizes, like grows. That's no. What I, thought I of the said Grinch. make space for things that make your heart grow a little bigger. So like. Why are you laughing? Just keep thinking of the Grinch. Stop thinking of the Grinch. Fuck the Grinch. Okay. If you don't pick yourself back up, who is going to? Period. I actually got that one from, I think I got it from TikTok. So I didn't do, I didn't make that one up. Okay. Another one. Pick a direction and give it your 100%. See where it takes you. Yeah. I feel like I go, I go multiple directions at one time. So yeah. Well, <laughs> I'm trying not to at the moment. Let's which... get some linear growth going. Yeah. I did also write here as a recommendation the book The Reality Slap by Dr. Russ Harris. And I actually wrote a blurb on it. All right. Give us your blurb. So this was recommended to you. Yeah. So this was recommended to me by a lovely doctor and it was very suited to me and my situation. Okay. My blurb sums it up beautifully. If you've ever gone to therapy, you would have heard the term cognitive behavioral therapy, briefly known as CBT. You probably have heard this a lot. This form of treatment is great and very beneficial. However, that form of treatment works to rewire your brain and thought patterns to think more realistically. Unfortunately for a lot of people, life just simply hurts sometimes. Cancer diagnosis, miscarriage, divorce, loss of loved one, loss of job, and even a natural disaster. These things happen in people's lives and it's okay if it hurts. Dr. Harris refers to these painful blows as a reality slap. After the slap, Dr. Harris found the term of a reality gap, which refers to the gap between the reality we have and the reality we want. The bigger the gap, the more painful the feelings will be. This book draws upon a therapy known as acceptance and commitment therapy, also known as ACT. This helps you to not only survive through these incredibly hurtful times, it also helps you to thrive on them. I guess that's saying of when life gives you lemons. 
This is exactly what this book is explaining on how to achieve. Although life feels unfair and this book really opens up the idea that you can find peace in these forms, these situations will better help you connect with yourself, build empathy and find fulfillment in what matters to you. Like many of us, we have big beautiful hearts and it sometimes gets in the way of us dealing with the pain well. This book attempts to change that and instead helps you to discover how to use your painful emotions to cultivate wisdom and compassion. Well, I wrote that myself, just saying. I was going to say, Jesus, that is a whole essay right there. Go off. You can't even sum up that book. Uh, My doctor like specifically said to me to only read five pages at a time because you need to step back Mm. and reflect Reflect, on the five pages. Anyway, that is like my number one recommendation for sure. Do you know what's really weird about that book is after Zoe had the appointment, she came over and we were talking about it and I said, oh, that'll be really good, you know, like whatever. And then we went to the shops and there was like a second, you know, how like those like exchange bookstores where they were like secondhand books, but like they're in the shops. I said, oh, we should just go have a look in there. It's right next to Kmart. And she was like, oh yeah, like whatever. And we're like looking around, these books are scattered. Like there's like random shit flying everywhere. Yeah. Like, it's like it's, a secondhand it's, it, Yeah. It's, thing. it's hectic. And she's like, oh no, nah, it's not there. And I'm like, oh, she, then she, go, she like leaves. She like walks off to go ask the lady. And I'm like, Zoe, it's here. And it was literally just sitting on the shelf. Like it was like barely untouched. I know. It was so good. And it was literally like, it was literally like $12 as well. And then I actually, I was actually, I was telling my doctor when I saw him again. So I, I, you know, I I got that book and I'm reading it and he goes, oh, really? Like, where'd you get it from? I was like, funny you say that. Because he said to me, he goes, it's it's really hard to get because it sells out all the time. Oh, because I didn't know of that. oh yeah, yeah. Um, and it's mostly actually like organizations and professionals will That's buy fate. it. That's fate. Yes, yeah. So and then I go to him, oh my gosh, like you would not believe this. Yeah, I went to the secondhand bookstore and it was an exchange one and I found it and it was like brand new, barely touched. And he was like, wow, that's so weird. I was like, yeah, I feel like that was just meant to be in the weirdest way possible. But that book is seriously bloody life changing. I hell believe in fate with that shit. Like I know that sounds stupid with a book, but yeah. Anyway, I am, this is so weird because I like never even really say this. You don't talk about it. It's not, and I don't openly say that I actually have a diagnosis of it. Like it's a really w- like weird thing to wrap your head around. Yeah, I know what you mean. But yeah, so I'm diagnosed with generalized anxiety disorder and social anxiety disorder. I don't think I had it as a child. Um, I think it developed from my childhood. There was a lot of trauma in my childhood, but it's not your typical trauma that you think and that it's about like violence or drug use, nothing like that. But it's still a level of of trauma and it affects me now and that's why I have anxiety. Mm. Anyway, what I find really comforting is to know that other people have, because my anxiety definitely stems from worrying about the future, worrying about what other people think of you. It's all that worry. It happens every day, all day to me. So I wrote down some things that I do when I am anxious that not many people talk about. Okay. So I go completely silent. I actually don't even talk. Yeah, I've seen you do it. Especially in social situations. Yeah, I've seen you You will watch me just crawl into a hole. And then that leads me on to my other one. I get very irritable very irritable and I've worked out what it is because I was like why like why am I getting so irritated like 
it's when I want to be in my shell and I want to be in my own thoughts and then someone might come over to me, start having a chat with me and I just feel like saying, oh my God, this is too much. Like you're just sensory overload. Sense, complete sensory overload no, because I, my I, mind is going a million miles an hour and then I've got this person talking to me and I like don't. And the other thing with anxiety is all you want to do is hide the fact that you feel anxious. You don't want anyone to know that you've lost your cool. And so I get like, I just like, people close to me, like sometimes like, oh my God, just go away. Like, leave me alone. Like, I just want to be by myself. Another thing is about sensory overload, can't do loud music and I can't do people coughing. That is so random. Yep. Sneezing and coughing. Or and chewing. When I'm anxious, those three sounds make me when you don't have consistent feelings of anxiety, you probably can't really quite understand it. And the only way that I could help you better understand is a lot of people hate nails on chalkboard. It's the same as that. It's like you just wanting it to stop. The la- that's I think that's why my social anxiety can be really bad as well, because if I'm in like a nightclub or I'm at a party and like music is really loud, it just, it's too much going on for me. And it just sends me over the ed- mm. edge and it makes me feel like I'm going to have a heart attack. Or like other things, like I get really bad headaches, really bad headaches because I think I'm so tense and I'm so just on edge that yeah. I feel like my brain becomes exhausted. Yeah, you're like in fight or flight all the time. Oh, all the time. Yeah. I think that's why some days I feel like I haven't done much, but I also feel you're like exhausted. I have because I'm just mentally exhausted. Yeah. I also zone out. Like my periods of just, you watch me just stare off into the I distance. I was literally going to interrupt you and say, I know when you're anxious because you literally will be staring at a wall for like, a whole minute of like Zoe and you're like oh and I'm like oh no yeah yeah you do that a lot yeah that's a big one I reckon yeah because I don't think sometimes you even realize you're doing it Mm. Mm. also another really big part of my generalized anxiety and that's why I'm so sensitive to people not being honest or lies whatever because I I find comfort in really honest people yeah, and that's yeah, why I'm yeah. really drawn to, like you, like you. I would say that you're a really honest person. Yeah, like oh, yeah, you, 100%. you, whether, uh, like I think you do care what people think, but mm. I don't think you care enough to lie to someone. But you, you say it in a way, kind of go against the grain. I'm an honest people pleaser. Yes. Yeah. So, so like I'll tell Zoe, like if she she'll she'll ask me something like. Like even today, she was like, are you, are you sure you want to do the podcast tonight? And I was like, Zoe, you're letting your anxiety speak. Yeah. Like, cause if I, if I, if I'm like not having a good day or if I'm just in like a sort of, like, I'm just very monotone. Like mm. I, I can, I can be very monotone at times and she'll just be like, are you okay? And I'm like, yes. But then I'll tell her, I'm like, your anxiety speaking. You yeah. Zoe's not speaking. Yeah. That's something that I'm really trying to work on at the moment and just be able to take people at face value my anxiety is so heightened and my overthinking is so extreme that when I don't I feel a even slight off vibe with someone and that will be from literally just their body language their facial mm. expressions their tone Me. literally I look at every single part of it and I'm like no something's not right no they're not they're not t- if I ask them yeah. if everything's okay 
and they say it is, I, I just don't believe them. I know you I, do. No, she talked to me and I, I'm I like, but like, I get it though. But also I feel like, although you should confront those things because, you know, they, you need to, at the same time, like you should surround yourself with people that are going to be honest with you and be straight up and be like, no, I'm all good. I'm just, you know. Yeah, like not having a bad day, but I'm just like you know, I'm chill. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. I can be like that. I'm very up and down. I'm very like oh, I'm chill. Very much so, and that's why I'm really, really being careful of my relationships with people, and choosing to spend time with people in my life that actually make me feel comforted and happy. Because mm. when I'm just in the zone that I am at the moment, which is just not great, I could not bear the thought of spending time with somebody that is going to make me feel like shit. Yeah, it's such a common one, but it's so true to like surround yourself with yeah, good people and people that make you happy because like everyone don't everyone has a friend where you're like, "Oh, that sounds hor- horrible, but some friends are just more work or, you know, they can maybe come off, you know, I don't know. But some, they, so, sometimes you just need to – Don't you hate the friends that, you know, like like oh, a few weeks ago I was like with a, a bunch of friends or whatever and we're, like, we're having like a, a meet-up and we're meeting up with other girls that we don't regularly hang out with. But I would say that we're still friends. Like, like acquaintance friends. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But like if we were out socially together, like – I feel like yeah yeah yeah. yeah, and we'll spend some time together or whatever and then when you hear that kind of oh yeah no this girl doesn't really like this girl this girl and you and I'm like what What? I've seen them for years what like yeah like like, and then that to me really annoys me because I'm like you can be of course you can be polite and you don't have to like everybody but then don't put don't I don't want to use the word two-faced because that's that's pretty harsh don't be just don't you, you know if you if you haven't don't seen be fake. But if you haven't seen someone in a while, you don't really know what they're like anymore. Like uh, yes. that's what I mean. Like I would actually be confident enough to say right now, I don't have one friend that puts me down. Like I, yeah. I because I moved away from a small town, I now only really speak to people that like lift me up. And even if I don't speak to my friends all the time, I have I have a lot of friends that if I pick up the phone and call the answer and the people that weren't good. I would never call. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. So mine, okay, mine is so random. So I have a lot of anxiety in my family. I'm not diagnosed with anything at all related to anxiety. I definitely have a lot of moments of anxiety and I have, I sort of have like stages or like phases Mm. where like I'll go through anxious times, but I'm definitely not diagnosed with anything just to get that off the fucking record. But. At the start of last year, oh no, no, the start of this, started this, it's December. So, started this year, I had really bad health anxiety. It is, I, I, I did a bit of research before I wanted to speak about this because obviously you can't really speak about these things without being slightly more informed past your personal experience. It is, it did used to be called like high, being a hypochondriac, but I fucking despise that fucking word. I don't know why. That is the term though. It is. It is. But they now call it health anxiety or like illness anxiety. But I like. No, there's different forms. Oh, they're different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, see, I, yeah. So I Googled it and it said it was the same thing. So I was like, I don't. Like, and I, you know, I felt like it wasn't because jump in at any moment. I feel like a hypochondriac is someone that actively presents 
and to doctors and presents to ER where like health anxiety I feel is way more internalized. I I don't know the specifics. No, either. But I don't know because there's like there's always I could probably find on that. Yeah, if you keep talking, I'll find on the. Disc. So okay, let's just I'm going to once again I'm going to talk about myself. So my so I just really randomly just started having these deep deep moments of super bad health anxiety, and so I'll first talk about like the triggers. So I'm. It was very hard for me to tell you at the time what I think triggered it. I think it was a there was a mixture of things. Right, I'm going to talk about all of it. Stress was a massive one. I was just stressed out about like uni, about work, about just a, just being away from my partner, like all those things. I think a lot of it was also triggered by me learning about things at uni. Like mm. I was just starting to get into deep stuff with nursing and. All my nurses would like tell me stories about things and you hear things and I don't know. I just think that was another thing. And then a massive one, this is so stupid, was TikTok. I, yeah, I would like, I'm just going to be completely honest. I would like scroll through my feed and because I would watch them, they would keep popping up about um, cancer stories and things and my symptoms when I found out I had this and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And to a normal person, you would just watch that and go, oh, you know, good on them. They've overcome it. Or, you know, that's really upsetting, you know, whatever. I hope they go all good. I would watch that and compare myself to them to an unhealthy degree. And it was mentally just fucked. Like I kind of, I, anyone that has health anxiety just understands it is the most, like, I just feel like I was laughed at if I, and I would internalize it so bad because this is my next thing. It is one of the most stigmatized. I don't know if it's because I experienced it, so I just feel like this. It is one of the most stigmatized things I've ever gone through. Like, I would obviously I work in pharmacy as well, so that's probably like another thing. I just felt like I couldn't tell literally anyone about it besides like my really inner circle because I would just be laughed at. Oh, you're being dramatic. Oh, like you're doing this again. Oh, like it's everyone has that. Like, just it just sounds so silly, but when you like so basically like what what would happen like the cycle would be I would get stressed out and then I would without like without obviously subconsciously I would look for things that are not okay for example like I had like a lump on the back of my neck and I was like oh my god I have a lump on the back of my neck I went to and I was like I'm going through Cairo at that time because I had a really bad shoulder which another thing that precipitated this because I had a really sore shoulder and I've just known um I've had friends who have passed away from cancer and things like that and yeah so I just honestly it would be a fucking spiral I would just absolutely spiral I would be aware that I was spiraling but it would just keep going and then because health anxiety is a form of anxiety I would have all the physical symptoms so I would have chest pain was a massive one and then my health anxiety would tell me I'm having a fucking heart attack honestly I could like literally get upset talking about it I was Mm. honestly one of the worst things I've ever gone through it was probably like this is probably like a little bit before me and Zoe got really close. So she, you probably don't know all of it, but mm, no, probably I was like, I was there probably for the, like the last little bit of it. Yeah. And you probably helped me come out of it. Honestly, like, like I said, I think stress was a massive part of it. So when I sort of started to calm and find my place living here and all that, I think I sort of calmed down and that's what, I, because I wasn't so highly strung, I wasn't mm. having all these bad, bad, anyway. So yeah, I would. I would literally like lay in bed and I would just be like, oh my God, my heart's racing. Like, I, And I would always feel so faint mm. because my heart was pumping so hard. 
And then, yeah, like it just, I just can't explain it besides it was just a cascade, like just a domino of finding a lump, feeling anxious, chest pain, fainting, heart racing. I, my heart was like, I don't know there's a term for it. There's like, like, it was like literally beating out of my fucking chest. Mm. Um, and my dad, my dad has history of like, um, he had a heart attack when he was 39, which completely from smoking. So, and smoking and stress. So I told myself I I had was gonna have a heart attack. I went and got a fucking echo cardiogram. Like mm. um, I mean, don't get me wrong. People do have things wrong with their heart, but my doctor was like, "You have tacky, but it's because you were anxious when it, when you got it, not because." Okay, so I have I have a question for you, but I want to quickly because I have it up in front of me. Yeah. So they actually have recently, last few years actually, changed from. Um, hypochondria to two different disorders. So there's somatic symptom disorder and there's illness anxiety disorder. Difference is somatic symptom disorder is the person actually has health symptoms. Oh, and yeah. they so they do have somewhat of a medical condition. However, it's manageable like through medical treatment mm. or lifestyle changes or whatever that is. But their anxiety about it is disproportionate. Yeah. Okay. So it's not a normal level of being anxious about having a health condition. So that's that. And then illness anxiety disorder is you don't have any health issues or concerns, but you do repeatedly go for your breasts for lumps or you, you know, yeah, you go to the ER or you go to the doctor and, and you stress about it so much. You spend so much of your time doing those things, even though you don't have anything wrong with you yeah see that's I, the difference I would probably once again not a professional I'd probably put myself on the first one because I think my physical symptoms of anxiety were what was giving me the do you know what I mean it was yes. just it was completely 100% s- when I say I would spiral I remember this yeah. one time I'm this is so bad but this also leads me on to like what what actually did help me at the time I could say you are like 90% better than probably 95 yeah so my question was how, how did you get 95 well, better? I honestly I just think I I became a lot I think it was just stress I think I I think I learned better strategies to deal with stress I learned how to manage work um I I think becoming really close with you as well like I didn't really have anyone really close to me here mm. um but when it when I like let's just say I was having an episode like what back what, in, what would that do for your stress though like I've got someone to lean on. Like yeah, someone okay. to, so, I mean, obviously I always have dog, but like he's he's that, not here with me, you know what I mean? So it's, it's different when they're not physically with you. Yeah. And that mean you were together all the time. So I think it was that. And I also think I started being I tried I when I when I would like have something happen, I would really try like step back and go, Am I freaking out or is this real? Yeah. I'd re- I'd try to be really hyper aware and like, re- but like, sometimes I can also just lead make it worse. But I really think stress was like a massive thing, like just being easier on myself, mm-hmm. like just trying to calm down. Even at the time, I would like just try to distract myself, movies, whatever, all that shit. Dad really helped me as well. Like I would just go out there and I'd be like, like, oh, I've got this. Like, oh my god, like I'm not gonna go into specifics, but I would just be like, oh my god, I've got this, and he'd be like, Grace, like X Y Z. But he wouldn't make me feel stupid about it. Yeah, like that's a massive he just thing. Comfort like, you he'd be like, Grace, about he'd be like, I have this X Y Z, you know. 
So like I think that was like a massive thing. So as well. you think going to somebody who knows you really well isn't going to make fun of you or just be like, shut up, you're being stupid and not even look twice at it. Yeah. So you would rather the person kind of whatever whatever symptom or thing that you were anxious about, they kind of might be like, oh, okay, like, mm, like have a look and you're like, no, nah, yeah, yeah, you'll be fine. I think you'll be fine. Did that. So that helped in the moment. Yes. Also, I just had an epiphany. It was the start of last year because I was still at a di- the, the other university I went to. So this is quite a long time ago now. Yeah. So you, so it would have been over a year. Over a year ago. Because I remember another thing that made me feel better, which probably isn't helpful advice, but getting my heart, because my main symptoms were cardiac, right? Because my dad's had a heart attack, which is another one where obviously it massively stems from my dad having, he had two heart attacks, right? So there's, there's a lot. He's fine though. He's all good now. And he's, this is like 12 years ago, but, um, getting my heart checked out and being told by my doctor and seeing the, the report from the cardio cardiologist cardiologist uh, that made me feel a lot better I know that that's probably not a good thing but getting if you know if you are worried there's nothing wrong with getting something looked at like that's what the health system is there for doing it all the time that's obviously not right and like I I did research like obviously CBT is like a massive one for this like you know you've got to at some you know you've got to rewire your brain to think differently and to process differently you know you you know your own body but sometimes that is distorted. Mm. That's why I think it was just very distorted for me. Like I'm a, I'm a healthy, like at that point I was like 20. So I was like a healthy mm. 20 year old girl, but I was just, I honestly, it's, I think health anxiety is a branch of anxiety. I don't think, I don't think it's the tree. Do you know what I mean? I think it's a branch. So when you talk about how a lot of your health anxiety had stemmed around your heart, mm. that is just very common. In yeah, anyone oh, with super. any anxiety disorder. That's what I mean. I can't even explain to you how many times I wanted to go to the hospital because I thought I was literally having a heart yeah. attack. And one of the like biggest moments for me was when I, I don't know if I'm allowed to say this on the podcast. Okay. So when I smoked marijuana oh you can talk about that can i oh shit i was like i don't know if i can say this um yeah so i (laughs) zoe smoked weed and thought she was gonna die and i thought i was gonna die and Mm. to the point where it was like it was beyond paranoia and that has scared the living shit out of me now. And that's a very common experience, common experience with people that have anxiety with drugs, any drugs. Oh, I just, I, I alters wish. your own brain, um, your state, like your state of mind is. Yeah, absolutely. And like, spiral. that's just, I don't want to be one of those people where I sit here and I'm like, don't do drugs. Blah, blah, blah. But like, I cannot even explain to you. You just don't recommend it for people with ang- anxiety. People with any mental disorder. It's a slippery and, slope. And some of these drugs can actually trigger you to end up with a mental disorder oh yeah a guideline so, that. yeah that brought me back to the whole heart thing that in that moment I had like zero 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 on my phone really? like I was gonna That's call crazy. the ambulance and like I just I had never felt my chest like that in my whole life and I my heart like I had not even touched it since then it was a long long time long 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 time ago and I, to this day, still get that sometimes. And it is horrifically scary. 
No, it's but, it's so yeah. bad. It's so scary. It I can't is. Ex- if you haven't experienced it, and I think most people would have, it's. Yeah. I, I remember one night I was lying in bed. It's probably like January last last year, and I it, it was mine was always really bad at night because when I would be by myself, dog has gone to bed. I haven't got anyone to speak to. That's actually what would, I think that's another thing that would spiral it as well when I was alone, um, like completely alone. I would, I remember one night I was like, no, nah, I'm going to wake that up. I'm going to go to the hospital. Like I was that bad. Yeah. yeah. And I think it, this sounds stupid as well, but I think another thing that helped me was that after a while I became aware that it wasn't, like I would go to bed and if I had chest pain, I went, no, nah, like I know it's, like I know this sounds stupid, but I'd be like, I know it's anxiety. Like I'm, I'm aware that it's not something serious yeah i'm gonna go to bed yeah it's, it's so hard, hard. It's, yeah yeah but i really really just quickly in this episode i definitely want to touch on i think we like spoke a lot about like all the bad parts of it but there is things that you can do and oh, i so i have things. i do have strategies that i use like literally to this day as in today that just led me on to which I had said to you the other day about my little epiphany about my anxiety. I'm so petrified with the idea that my thoughts are so bad that they trigger my body to respond. Physical symptoms manifesting. My physical symptoms to manifest from my thoughts. And then I think about that and I'm like, holy shit, what am I thinking that is so bad that makes my body yeah, yeah. quite literally go in fight or flight? I think that's what I, I – Or freeze. I think I struggled to accept that. I think that's what – because I would literally go to the doctor and I, like I did a few times and I'd be like, I have chest pain. Like why? I'm going to pass out at, at uni. Why? Yeah. And he would be like, well, I've gone through X, Y, Z with you and it's not that. So, Grace, he literally said, he's like, I just think, you know, you could, I think maybe like a beta blocker would be good for you because – you know, anxiety can cause these things. He never gave me like an actual diagnosis. He just, you know, we would just have conversations. Yeah. And I would be like, no, like, you know, at the start I was like, what? Like, cause when you're not an anxious person to begin with, you're like, really? Like mm. what? You know, but, but yeah. And like, it's not all, it, you know, you do come out the other end. Like, like you, even though you do have like generalized anxiety, you, you have learned such good ways to cope with it mm. and you do cope with it. Zoe's had a really bad day and she's doing good. So go off. Yeah, the guys, always I, helps. Yeah, yeah. Just I don't I don't feel completely myself today. And I probably feel like to a degree people might even like notice, I feel. No. I just feel I do feel slightly scattered, but I'm pushing through. And again, I'm doing things that make me feel happy like this the podcast it literally and that's why we don't even care if no one listens because we us. do not care we i promise like obviously it's so nice that people listen but like we both just love it so much that like yeah we just don't care and that's why even those like hate comments i was like oh my gosh like usually that would really trigger my anxiety and like to a degree it did but i was like I just, I love it too much to just not even care. Like, I just don't even care about that. And none of those people that commented, like, rude things actually listen to the whole podcast. So. Yeah, they just watch the the TikTok or the reel or whatever it was. Yeah. But also, another thing that I have really been diving into lately is exercise. Yeah, and massive I, one. Huge one. And and that's not just, that's just not to release your, like, dopamine and all of that. Not just that. It's actually, it's so, this is going to sound so stupid, but I feel like people would get it. So, you know, when you're feeling really anxious and your chest goes tight and then your 
your heart's really starting going and then you think it's going at a weird beat and you're just like, fuck, I'm not even doing anything. I'm just sitting here. What the fuck's going on? I am like, okay, if I take myself to the gym, right, and I run on a treadmill. Your heart rate's going to go up. My heart rate's going to go up, but it's going to go up. (laughs) With reason. With I get no, I get it, I get it. Get out of my head. Get out of my head. Now that you say this, I I know I keep jumping back and forth. That's why I started playing netball again. Yes, that's why I started playing because I was like, nah, like I need, I need to do something for me Mm. that will help with all of these things. Because I also got told that when I had a sore shoulder, like that exercise would help it Mm. because it's just like it was just like a shitty joint, like whatever. Like everyone's gone through that sort of thing, but it Mm. did. And it's like when you eliminate symptoms, you you alleviate anxiety. That's where medications are good too. We're not going to obviously speak on like what medications you should take, obviously. But like medications can help with physical symptoms mm-hmm. to make your anxiety better. And I wish I sort of looked into that a bit more because I feel like that would have helped me. I mean, obviously I'm proud of myself for like getting through it. And I, I do every now and again go, you know, have ang- like health anxiety thoughts, but they're never, they're never spiraled. Mm-hmm. And they're only like, they might be like a little hyperfixation. That's also just my personality. Mm. But yeah. Yeah, I completely agree about the medication side of things because unfortunately some people are just, just have that chemical imbalance. Yeah. That does not mean that the medication isn't going to fix everything. And no, the one thing that I learned that you need the pills and you need the skills. Hey. And, yeah. That tattoo, some, pills and skills. I'm not getting that tattooed on me, oh. Grace. Seriously. Yeah. What the fuck? Oh, and you know what? Another, I, but no, I didn't make that up. By the way, that I got that from my doctor. So just go off, doctor. Another thing I've noticed working in pharmacy, people are so embarrassed about antidepressants. Let me just tell you right now, you, your neighbour, and your next door neighbour's dog are probably on it. Yeah, that. I'm not saying that in a rude way. I'm not saying that in any type no. of. But do not be embarrassed to get help, seek help, be on medication. It is. I've more seen it more than you think. I've <laughs> seen it change people's lives, and I'm not just saying that. People around me, I've seen it do so many good things, and I respect the fuck out of it. Yeah. So yeah, I completely agree, and I wholeheartedly say that it definitely makes a huge difference. Yeah. Plus, doing other strategies with that as well. Like another thing I'm doing at the moment, actually, I, I don't think I really even discussed it with you. I was actually talking to Michael, your dad, about it, to be honest. It was quite funny. I started doing meditation and it's this app called The Smiling Mind. So I'm meant to be doing it seven minutes twice a day, but for someone who's never pretty much ever meditated before, the seven minutes twice a day seems a little bit tricky for me. I know that sounds stupid, but like if, anyway. Seven minutes is so, a long time. Especially when you're really practicing something that you've never done before and it takes actually like a lot of concentration and anyway. So at the moment I've been doing my seven minutes in the morning and basically the idea behind me doing it is not to, you know, get all like magical or whatever, go on a Balinese retreat for like 15 days, although I would love to do that just quietly. I was going to say, want to do that in Bali, but... I was literally saying to Grace, I think we should do it. It's actually, there's my brain at the moment, because I'm so heightened, it's, so your your brain's split. You've got your emotional brain and you've got your wise brain. So at the moment, my emotional brain is the reactive brain. So it takes, it pretty much takes over. It's right. It's driving. It, it's, it's, it's driving the boat. So if something happens, my emotional brain's there. 
So I'm just, I react to it straight away. Yeah, and that not, reaction yeah. is whatever it may be. But that's okay. It, it is. But the idea is, so when you're doing meditation, it's your ability to completely and utterly focus on your breathing. And it's inevitable that during your meditation, your thoughts are going to go. But that is the point of the meditation. Because when your thoughts go, it's actually the practice of bring it, bringing it back down, bringing it back mm. to breathing again. And it's that ability reset. to consistently reset. And if you're doing that seven minutes twice a day with no distraction, you can actually rewire your brain and form a habit, change your brain from your emotional side to your wise brain, which is your responsive. That is hectic. I love the term waters off, water off a duck's back. So I love your that wise brain will basically force you to go water, water off a duck's back. Colleagues said something shit to you. Water off a duck's your emotional back. brain. What do you reckon it will do? Wham. It'll think. Wambulance. Wambulance. And it will, com- it will turn onto yourself and then you'll start going, oh my God, it's true. What have I done? Blah, blah, blah. That's your reactive brain because you're reacting to what they've said. But your responsive brain's going, do you know what? You think that? That's great. I think differently and that's okay. And I can't control your uh, exactly. Yeah. I, I can only you can only control your reaction. You I, that's can only that's control a massive what you can one. control. My pure focus at the moment is gym and meditation. And self care. Self oh self care vibes. Me and Zoe and are big hair mask girls. And yeah, and the potty. It doesn't have to be exercise to be doing something you love as well. Like yeah. like the potty, me and Zoe, like you would never even tell we've had a bad day when well, you mean you might you might be able to, but Really, I'm like we've say like now. I feel so different to what how I was at the start of the episode. Yeah, I don't even know what I'm saying because I'm just so scattered. And then now I'm like, so your wise brain and your emotional brain. <laughs> Shut up. Mushrooms so. always come out. Absolutely I get mushroom. like that. It take it's, well. It's taken me a solid hour to warm up. So You're frumpy like a mushroom, huh? <laughs> <laughs> we need to wrap this episode up because we are over time and uh, we're, we went to be out seven minutes ago. So, well, it's a bit, a bit of a longer one today, a bit more of a serious one. Let us know if this was too heavy for you. We don't. We can go into it more and probably like more specific um, uh, like, like areas. Like maybe if you want more about like ways to deal with anxiety, we could, uh, we could do a whole episode on that. Oh, I, and I think we should because I think we yeah. like only briefly touched we only on did. that. And like me and Zoe also deal with things very differently, I feel. Like you're more like mindful. I'm more like. Not distracting, but like I, I just my brain is wired different. I think yeah. you like the busyness of yeah. like you like uh, forming your day and making sure you're productive, and then that helps you feel accomplished. Yes, I, I thrive in chaos. Yeah, I that's my brain. But anyway, we will get into it on a later date. Hope yeah. you enjoyed the episode. Mm-hmm. Genuinely, let us know. Send us a message. Send us a DM. Come on the TikTok. Comment a hate comment if you really want. Yeah, whatever. Comments, comment. Comments, comment. Period. <laughs> I like <laughs> no but um yeah like obviously today I think we wanted to more speak about side of mental health that is relatable and it it does seem really dark yeah and about it it's upsetting, so common but it's common and I think it's worth talking about because I know when people talk about it with me I feel confident in knowing that it's I'm not alone with that you know yeah. like that symptom that I have you know this other person has it as well like Grace said I think we should definitely do uh, a whole episode talking about those strategies because I think we have we could literally do a, what are those like scrolls that like fall on the floor a scroll 
okay, I'm, I'm, we'll I'm wrapping up. There. We'll have I'm, to end I'm, it there. Yeah. See you next Sunday. See you next Sunday. Bye. Bye.